What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Sports right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio, and we can um, hang out there and do all sorts of fun stuff, talk to each other, whisper in each other's ears, have romantic dates, all right there on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. As usual is brother Nico. What's up, man? Uh, I don't I don't even know how to follow that up, but okay, thank you. Yeah, we'll light some candles, we'll play a little Marvin Gaye and just we'll like just... like a live, but it's like taking <laughs> the audience as your date. <laughs> but we'll just, you know, we'll have a good time. We'll we'll tell stories, we'll we'll just talk about stuff, you know? We'll really just I'm just here to connect. talk. We'll just connect. It'll be, it'll be beautiful. <laughs> oh, God. This is Nerd Thug Sports, the sportiest sports sport in the sports show sport universe. Go sports, yeah. Go sports. Woo! Um, sports team ball go. <laughs> I don't. Is that how that. Are those even the right words? Um, I think we're about 96 days away from Comic Palooza. Look at that. Um, behind the scenes, we are working hard to get involved and get a, get to be a part of that. So hopefully, we will be. I know Nico has filled out several panel applications already, so that we can join up on stuff. Oh yeah, we'll never, we'll never, I'll never see each other again. It's fine. <laughs> so many panels that like will just be separated the whole day. <laughs> the tide will pull us apart, but love will bring us together. Yeah. See. Look at that. There you go. There you go. Um. Yeah, so we're in an interesting time in sports. We're coming up on one of the most exciting and dumbest times in all of football. I was going to say baseball forever. Uh, no, we are at the start of the baseball season, though. Um, so baseball forever. Baseball forever. And, yes, baseball has started its nine-month season here. <laughs> it's so awful. It's and so it awful. It's, it's not quite an exact – I mean, it's pretty – so, I guess technically it's an eight-month season that baseball has just started. That's insanity. Get excited. Means baseball's yeah. off-season is only a third as long as the actual like time you play baseball. <laughs> it's like not true for like on it's not true for like any other sport. It really isn't. I didn't think about the days when they have like double headers and they play two games at once or whatever. Like. Yeah, whatever, dude. Play 300 games. A single game is not relevant. <laughs> like, you're going with, like, law of large numbers here. And, like, what, no, it basically, really what it basically boils down to is every team's 50-50, and if you're worse than that, you're not good. So, I have a – they were giving away one of the baseball games recently on, on the PlayStation Network. Yeah. So, I just clicked on it just for fun. And so, I was messing with it the other day. And I laughed because – so I, I remember telling you how basically a 100-win team is, is rare. The record is like 105 or 107 or something like that. Um, so I, I – I, first year of the Astros team, it's the team from – this is the 20 version. So the team from like not this season but last season. Mm-hmm. And it goes on to win – uh, 
we win 101 games. And all of a sudden, somehow I'm in, like, the very opening round of the one-game play-in for the playoffs. I'm like, what? how – I have 101 wins. Like, I should be – and I go to look, and there are three teams above me with 101 wins. And I was like, oh, okay, so all of us had historic seasons. Cool, cool, cool. Because I think the, the best season in the history of the Houston Astros is 102 wins or whatever. That was the – World Series year, if I remember correctly. You know, I just I was large like, numbers. This is the worst sport ever. I kind of got mad. I kind of got real mad at that because I was like, I just won 101 games and I am like the fourth place in this league. What? <laughs> it's like it's like all the stu- yeah. It's like you go to a school where there's like val- there's like five valedictorians. <laughs> Did you see that news story where there were nine? Yeah. Literally nine. Well, I, 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 one of the high schools I went to, there was four. That don't like. I, I, they used to pick a person, and that was the end of it. Well, they. I mean, they were like. Well, all of them had the same GPA because all of them had five point yeah, or whatever. But there was only there's only one winner. Like they used to not share it. Um. Well, it's hard to pick I one do. if they're all the same. Well, there was a cutthroat thing in my high school for like the top four spots. Like they all knew who was who was in like the top five spots, and they knew where they were. And they were like, "So and so's getting an A and whatever." So like, I guess I had like, I have to have like, and they knew what they needed in all the classes. And uh, there was this one girl. I won't say her name because this isn't a funny. This isn't a good story for her, but. Uh, she would take her gym out of the school district. She took her family. She was her family said that she was a ballerina. I don't know if she was or not. Um, she did a presentation one time where she put the bottom of her foot to the back of her head, which I guess makes you a ballerina. I don't know what that. I don't. I don't know anything about it. Um, but so at one point though, the school district changed their rules about out of district gym. Mm-hmm. Because because we, the grade ahead of us had a girl who was in uh, in the Olympic trials for high diving. Whoa! So they had a rule where they were like, "Oh well, yeah, Lauren can obviously uh, participate in the Olympics." So, uh, yeah, you know, that counts as her gym. Right. Yeah. It'd be kind of stupid um, to be so- like, "Hey, Olympic high diver, can you run a lap in a gym?" Right. Like four right. times. The state of Texas require you be able to do five sit-ups and five pull-ups unless physically disabled. Right, yeah. <laughs> Are you going to be like, able to play dodgeball? <laughs> yeah. She's like, guys, I'm trying to win a gold medal for our country. <laughs> um, she wound up not qualifying. Uh, the trials, I think, they happened the year after she graduated, though, and, like, but, like, the school district was super excited and super supportive of her going through that process. Um, so, like, her senior year, I, I, I believe that girl went to, like, several national events. Um, but but after she left, the school district over that summer changed the rule. It was kind of a pain in the butt because there was a little bit of correspondence between, like, her coaches and the district that had to happen to verify that she was – 
you know, meeting her obligations of like physical activity, even though obviously she was. Yeah, it seems uh, it, it seems silly, but you know, it's the, one of those things where it's like, well, did they actually? And it's like, yes, obviously. Right. You know, like, sorry, I just have to, to ask. Yeah, the school district has to dot its I's and cross its T's because they do certify that you completed a you know a state sponsored education or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they changed the rule over the summer. So coming into our senior year. All of a sudden, this girl has, like, no gym credits for all of high school, and you need one and a half to even graduate. Um, and so, <laughs> which means at this point, she will not be graduating with all of us, and she's, like, fourth in the class. Hilarious. And so it was a major scandal. Uh, not a, I mean, listen, let me rephrase. It was not a major scandal. I did not even wake up and care. Um, but it was a roar among the top ten because apparently the others didn't even like her. They were like, this will show her. <laughs> um, yeah, can't, can't graduate top four if you're not even graduating, idiot. <laughs> but uh, I thought I saw on Facebook like seven years ago that she was dating someone who was genuinely European royalty. So I think it turned out okay for her. That's fair. Um, And I don't even, I think, I think they appealed the change and they were like, um, if you're going to change something like this, you have to grandfather it because... Blah blah blah. Yeah, and I think you can't it's just like it. vanish credits for my thing, and I already did. Yeah, it's just like I only have one year left, and you just made me need a year and a half of something. And they were like, "Oh, oh, did I do that?" One of those very typical dumb bureau, dumb bureaucracy type moments where they're just like, "Oh, I see what you're saying. You're right." I love, I love the one where uh, my favorite story of terrible bureaucracy is the one where uh the state wrongfully declared someone as being dead um the guy didn't know though uh because he's very much was alive right and right. then uh tried to appeal it and it, uh, because it took too long uh he's now dead he died during <laughs> the appeal process no he didn't actually die like he's, he's just he's like the state thinks he's dead even though he's very much alive and because it took too long for the appeal process to go through, he can't change it. And he's just dead now. That's awesome. So he's legally uh, dead. <laughs> does that mean like he got to cash in his his insurance? Like I would. Like I'd be like, hey, I'm here for I'm here for my I'm here for my life insurance. Yo, my name's Todd. That's me. I'm gonna need that check, y'all. Here's my here's my here's my death certificate. Here's my death certificate. <laughs> Um, there was a guy in jail who had a heart attack. It was dead for several minutes, and then they brought him back to life. And he was serving a life sentence. He now is appealing that he wants out of jail. Yeah, he died. He died. It's not actually what life means, but it's fine. Uh, listen, if someone tells me I'm in prison for life and I die, it doesn't matter how long I die to me. Uh, (laughs) we're settled. Yeah, I come to find out that's not what that means at all. You got one life from me. Congratulations. That's the that's the that's the meme that Jon Snow used in Game of Thrones. <laughs> that is how he quit the Ravens. He was like He died and they resurrected yeah. him and he's like, boom, not part of the Ravens anymore, idiots. Yeah. I gave still, my life. <laughs> I'm back alive. I'm not still alive. See you later, people. It's pretty smart. Resurrections exempt me from lifetime status. <laughs> that it, listen, 
judge's ruling valid. Um, if I was a judge, <laughs> I'd say yes. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have a like. Listen, I know that if you're in life in prison, you did a bad, terrible thing. Right. And how, however, and technically, life in prison isn't actually what that means, but. No, it's kind of it's kind of the length of time, like a term, but it also can mean um, if without the possibility of parole is added to that, then you are supposed to stay there forever. However, if I die, and then they bring me back, I mean, what are we talking about? Yeah, I spent a whole. Your Honor, I'm dead. I served a life in prison. Yeah, they're gonna be this like, is- oh, you're right. Ten years. <laughs> this is Corey DLG X two. Two point two. I'm the reboot. <laughs> Let me out. Reboot Corey here. You know what I would do just to mess with them though, if they did bring me back. I would just act like I don't understand what's going on. Like I have no memory. I would just pretend to have no memory of ever being in jail or committing crimes. Your Honor, I don't understand. I'm a new person. This is a new life. I don't even know what you speak of. My first memory is them saying, Corey, are you okay? Come back, Corey. I don't even know if that's my real name. It's just what they call me. I kind of feel like a Todd. You never want to feel like a Todd. Sometimes you feel like a Todd. Sometimes you don't. Um... I guess we could talk about some sport. We we already did. We're good. Yeah. We um, talked about baseball for like two minutes. And then really this whole story started with uh, a, a girl in her sports. See, look at that. Um, Focused like a laser beam. Right. Like, it all comes back. Uh, to quote Justin Timberlake, what goes around, goes around, goes around, comes back around. It's true. Um... Yeah, so the draft's coming up. That's my favorite dumb time in the NFL. There you go. It's the NFL draft. And it's coming up this month, I think next week. Is it? Is it the 20th? Is this the multi-day draft? Yeah, they, they changed it down to multi-day draft, which makes it impossible to do what we used to do to celebrate the draft. Yeah, I, I kind of, no. That was always one of my favorite times, too, because it was always just like, yeah, just get a bunch of guys, big stupid party over something that doesn't matter. Because some of these guys aren't going to do anything. And that's what we used to do. So we used to get a keg, order some pizza, and basically all of your sports head friends would come over and sit around for... The draft used to be two days. It used to be the first three or four rounds. I don't remember which now would be one day. But that would take all day. That would be nine hours of drafting. Um, because the first round is 15 minutes a pick. The second round is 10 minutes a pick. The third round, I think, is five minutes a pick. And then it's five minutes a pick after that. Um, but the reality is, like, you know, everyone's fans of their own teams or whatever, and everyone's rooting for their own stuff. But, like, this is the one time where every team at the end of the draft is like, we did it! We won! Yay! Yep. And everyone's like, we are the better team now. Finally, we can win a Super Bowl. Yeah, everyone thinks they're the greatest team ever ever conceived. Post-draft. Yep. And what's great is there'll be a local sports writer every year 
who's like, and they royally screwed up the draft this year when it's a first pick in the first round. They picked 12th, and three spots after they picked, someone picked what is definitely going to be a Pro Bowl left guard, and we desperately need one of those, but we did not take it. Instead, we drafted a third wide receiver. And you're like, listen, Todd, you can't possibly know that yet. I mean, he'll be right, but yet. He might be, but it's always it's always written far too soon. I mean, but he might be. I mean, yeah, but that's a lot of sports in general, especially when you're talking about, like, rookies and stuff. Like, I mean, who thought Mitchell Trubisky was going to be the most whatever guy on the planet? Like, he was awesome. Very whatever. He was awesome when he started and then just, like, proceeded to do nothing for, like, two and a half years. And then still would weirdly have, like, these prolific games where they're like, see, he's our guy. And then someone else would be like, dude, he played like garbage for the last seven weeks. Yeah. Look how and they'd be like, yes, but today he was baller. It's like, yeah, but did you see that? Yeah. Did you see today? And they're like, yeah, we saw today, but were you here for the last six weeks? Like, what? What are we supposed to do with this? Yeah, and and they're and they're like, get excited. This is it, boys. This is we our, made it. This our big break. Everyone else is like, no bears. Or bears. No. Never had a chance. Also, he has a, he has a terrible name, because I just think of Triscuits the whole time I say his name. <laughs> well, in honestly, and I don't know how I don't know how some franchises do this, but the Bears just have a terrible history with quarterbacks. They've never once had like a good core. I mean, so they won the Super Bowl in nineteen eighty something with Jim McMahon. Okay. Mm-hmm. But even he had like a nine-year career, and only as a Chicago Bear would he ever be a good quarterback. Like he wasn't like, oh, he could have been a great quarterback on any team. He was a very much a typical Chicago Bear. Um, in in college, he gets stabbed in the eye with a fork, which makes his eyes light sensitive forever. Which means every time you saw Jim McMahon not wearing a football helmet, he was wearing sunglasses. Uh, I don't know, man. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's kind of a neat thing, but it's also kind of a like you don't want your quarterbacks getting stabbed in the eye. Yeah, um, no, I mean, like you don't want that, but I mean, like that means he has permanent shades, which is pretty pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's just he was he wasn't he had bad seasons. He had a very much the Chicago Bears quarterback career. Like, it's just there are certain teams that have never had their quarterback situation like go the way they needed to yeah different coaches different programs different no no, never once the browns have gone through something like 40 uh quarterbacks over the same time that they've gone through like 10 or 12 head coaches um it's fine they found that they found their guy they finally found their guy i do like baker mayfield i don't know i like him a lot if two years from now he was totally out of the league wouldn't surprise me. I mean, yeah. If, if two years from now, though, he had signed a $100 million extension with the Browns, it also wouldn't surprise me. He's right in that middle. Yeah, he's he's great. I just really like the fact that he's, like, just, like, the ultimate, like, like Cleveland's Brown guy. Like He's very much a Cleveland Brown guy. And it's a, it wound up being a perfect fit when, at first, it really didn't seem that way. Um... 
Arizona's another franchise where I don't I, I off the top of my head, on their Super Bowl run, they had Kurt Warner, but he was on his third team at that point. Um, and he only played, I think, three or four years with with the Cardinals. And I distinctly remember they ran this crazy stat for Kurt Warner. I think statistically he was having like his second worst year. He had a really bad year the year they replaced him with Eli Manning in New York. Um, but it turns out he played like three games with a concussion, but wouldn't tell anybody. Um, yeah, but like he kept fumbling and throwing interceptions. We were like, what just happened to Kurt Warner? Turns out his head was like spinning the whole time, yeah. but he didn't tell it. Turns out he couldn't, he couldn't um, see straight. <laughs> yeah. Turns out there were shadows. Um, but so he goes to Arizona and he has like two or three good years, but they're talking about the year that they went to the Super Bowl. They're like, his QBR uh, is one of his lowest ever. It's like an 85 or something. And then they're talking, somebody goes, yeah, but he has like nine plays that get stopped at the one yard line. If his receivers score those touchdowns, his rating goes up to like a 106 or something. They're like, he's fine. It's like, it's like, yeah, but if they make this one thing, his, his, his score, it's like when you turn an assignment from a zero. <laughs> Right. But it was really like when the guy is talking and they're showing it like it's throughout the season, they were like, here's a 55 yard pass to Larry Fitzgerald. And he gets tackled at the one yard line. Amazing. And like, oh, man, that, that does kind of suck. Like they score on the very next play. It doesn't matter. But like his rating doesn't get the benefit of, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. Then that stuff matters. Um, But yeah, I just. Yeah. There are certain franchises who just never get it right. Uh, one of the ones who was always seemed to know who their quarterback was um, is San Francisco. San Francisco has always had their quarterback. They've always been a team with stability at the quarterback position, for the most part. Here recently, the last 10 years, that hasn't necessarily been the case last 15 years i would say um but behind jimmy garoppolo they thought they had their guy they signed him to an extension it just hasn't worked out he came back from his injury and he just wasn't the same leader impactful member of the team that they thought they had before and it just it hasn't worked out that way but they they feel like internally they are a quarterback away from being a great franchise again. The, they feel like they are a quarterback away from competing in Super Bowl. Now they the were legendary in, statement. I know. I hate that statement. Now they were in a Super Bowl two years. Did they? They're the ones who they lost to the Chiefs. So they were in Super Bowl two years ago. They are now saying that this this is their run back year. However, they have traded a king's ransom to probably draft a rookie quarterback. You know what we call those? Not it, Chief. Yeah. I, to me personally, I'm with you. I don't think that that's – you're not anything away if that's what you do. You're never – You're never. has there ever been a rookie quarterback who wins the Super Bowl? I don't think so, right? Um, off the top of my head, no. Yeah, no. so you're not going to... But there have been rookie quarterbacks who went. 
Actually, Ben Roethlisberger, they might have won his rookie season, but it wasn't because of him. Their defense and running game was great. Right. So they made up for him um, being a rookie versus, like, basically, oh, this rookie completely but, carried the team, guys. Well, and he had had good games and bad games, but when they got to the Super Bowl, I think he went, like, 7 for 20 and wasn't good. But they between everything, they did just enough to score – to win a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but Dan Marino went as a rookie. Uh, and he lost, but walking off the field, everyone was like, dude, don't even worry about it, dude. Dan, you had a great rookie year. You're going to be back here. You've been amazing. Never made it back to the Super Bowl. Oh, man. It's like peaking in high school. Sort of. It's sort of. And actually, when he was on, there was a, there was a famous little dust-up, Shannon Sharp, and his rise to sports talk fame. He was a very outspoken tight end too, and a Hall of Famer. Um, so there's very he's one of the few guys who can say this and, and, and get away with it. But he's he's on CBS Sports with Marino and one of the other one of the coaches and then one of the an- announce table guys and they're doing a thing talking about, you know, how important is it to have a Super Bowl and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And Dan Marino's like, listen, I wanted one. I, I wish I'd have had one, et cetera, et cetera. But blah, blah, blah. And then they get to uh, Shannon Sharp, and he's talking. And as the segment is ending and they're going to break, he's finishing his thought, and he says, you just don't want to wind up being another Dan Marino. <laughs> and he's sitting next to Dan Marino. And you can see Dan Marino look at him, but then they go to break. Um, or then they throw it to the game or whatever it was that they were doing. And so like, they have to release a statement like the next day or that afternoon where they kind of clarify it because everyone is on it. Everyone's like, Shannon Sharp just go after Dan Marino like that on TV? Like, what just happened? Um, and what? And he wound up clarifying it in, in a way that, honestly, I, even Dan Marino was like, no, I agree with that. And, it, and it's that Dan Marino's career will always be discussed in a way of, he's great, he's done this, he's done that, and he's amazing, but he didn't win a Super Bowl. Right. And what, and what Shannon Sharp was trying to say was, if you don't get one in those rare chances when you get the opportunity, you will forever be discussed like Dan Marino. Right. And Dan Marino was like, no, it is like the first thing people bring up when they talk about him. And he was, you know, a record holder and a prolific guy. And, and you know, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and Drew Brees have essentially erased Dan Marino from all of the record books. But um, for the time. <laughs> At the time, he was the most pro, the most st- statistically prolific quarterback in the NFL. Even if he wasn't the um, most prolific quarterback in the NFL, which is yeah, you know a couple a couple Super Bowls would have helped. It's that it's a it's a classic stats versus like actual performance. It's the reason Dak Prescott's not that good because <laughs> he's right. got he's no got I agree good stats, but he's. Not not a not good team, right? He's got good stats, but that win loss record kind of shows you something, right? Yeah, it's like, well, who cares about your good stats if your team's at five hundred team the whole time? Well, I, okay, congratulations, you threw for four hundred yards. Your your team lost today. Yeah, like I mean, it's kind of important. It's kind of important. He's better. He's better. Um, <laughs> it's okay. He's better than Aaron Rodgers, though. God, that does. It's funny, at the time, you were so right about how much it was driving you crazy, 
And it was funny to me, and it was dumb that someone had done it and made that argument. And and then the more like that season played out, and just the time since then, who's been so much better? It's so clearly obvious that Dak Prescott had no business even being in that conversation. That it was like, how did they even? Like, are they still paying the guy who said that? Like, how did they get there? Um, but so the, the San Francisco 49ers, they give a, they gave up three first-round draft picks and a third to move into what was the, the Texans draft pick. However, they had sent it to Miami in the Laramie Tunsil trade. Um, Miami had two first-round picks, both in the – one in the top – Three, obviously, one number three. And then I think theirs was like 12th or something. Um, so what they did is they traded out of the third spot because they think they have their quarterback. And it's going – there's going to be a run on quarterbacks at the very top of this thing. Yeah. And then they turned around and uh, traded back into like the seven spot with their 12th pick. And they paid a premium to get back into the top 10. Um, but they got so much trading that third pick that they're still ahead, kind of. Yeah. And the draft capital of it all. Um, the draft In The draft Um I don't know. I almost think I would have just stayed at 12 if I was the Dolphins. Yeah, like, but, is the two spots really going to, like, break you? Well, no, no, they moved up like five or six oh, spots. Okay. But uh, what I think they're going to do is I think they're going to get, uh, like, they want to come in right behind all the teams taking the quarterbacks, and they want to get one of the top two wide receivers. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, and so they're not they're not crazy for what they did. I almost maybe would have reached out to one of these teams going, like, fifth, and, and then and, – Maybe move up, move back from third to fifth, and then with that 12th pick, just dumped it completely. Just traded it totally out. Because they did only wind up with one pick in the first round after it's all said and done anyway. Um, That probably would have been the more affordable way to do it. But I'm sure, I'm sure you don't, yeah, yeah. You just don't turn it down when someone offers you three first round picks. (laughs) No, you really can't. And that's what the 49ers did. So basically, the 49ers are saying, once we draft this quarterback, we're going right back to the Super Bowl. Because they're saying they don't need two more good young players. They just need over they the just need years. one. If they get this guy, they're not going to need those other two. Is basically what they're what they're saying with that trade. Um I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I don't like maybe. the math, but whatever, dude. Yeah, I, I've never been as strong on the 49ers as, I guess, as they've been. But also, now I'm seeing a lot of people like on ESPN and other places pick them like as a dark horse, and I just I don't I don't, I don't, I don't see know. it. Chief. I'm, not, I'm I'm not that excited about them. But there's all these. But a lot of people are. A lot of people are. Um, I don't know, man. It's not. Uh, it's not who I would pick in that situation. Like, if you were like, Corey, make a list of, of you know, who do you think is a possible Super Bowl winning team? I don't put the 49ers on the list. Who do you put on the list? 
Oh, that's a good question. Um, so here's my problem. On the NFC side, which is where the 49ers would have to come through, I think the Seahawks are better than them um, in the same division. Um, I think Tampa Bay, there's, they reloaded. They kept almost their – coming out of the Super Bowl, they had a list of like eight guys who were on expiring deals. And famously, their head coach was like, if we keep four or five of these guys, we'll be okay. I think they kept all of them. Because they want to try um, again. They're like, heck yeah, dude, that party was lit. That was crazy. I think the only one they haven't re-signed is Antonio Brown. And apparently he's asked very nicely to come back. And I think they're still just trying to ponder it. And if they could get away with not signing him, I think they will. Because I don't think they would want him back. But Tom Brady enjoyed having him around, apparently. Um, but they gave him, they gave Tom Brady Gronk. So I'm hoping, I think they're hoping that that's enough. But but listen, they just won the Super Bowl in a convincing fashion over a very good Chiefs team. Uh, you obviously put them in the driver's seat until they change something. Yeah, until this team changes drastically. Yeah, like if, if, if they had lost most of these eight guys, then it would absolutely be fair to be like, man, I don't know how they're going to reload, but they do have a draft coming up, so maybe. Um, and you could go back to asking questions, but literally they kept the Super Bowl team together. And they're going to be drafting people. So, yeah, like we have opportunity to improve and the team is still just as good. Right. And the Super Bowl team is still together. Um, so that's still just in the NFC. Right. There's two teams that I would put firmly ahead of them. Um, I mean, that's not even running through the whole NFC. I do think... Yeah, because you have to be better to get to the Super Bowl. You have to be better than both of those teams. Yeah, you have to be. You have to be better than the Seahawks because they're in your conference or they're in your division, mm-hmm. and you have to be better than Tampa Bay because they just represented your entire conference in the Super Bowl. And I don't think they're better than either one of those. Right. Uh, I think the 49ers are about on that 500 level with teams like Dallas, and I don't know. Dallas is going to be getting Dak Prescott back. And maybe they win 10 games. Maybe they win, you know, 11. Maybe they just they maybe they just a, go 7-7 seven and seven like they have for the past forever. Right. And now, if they get to 11 wins, though, then they're probably in the second round of the playoffs. Um, right, because even Tampa Bay didn't even do super amazing during the regular season. No, they actually at one point were 500. And teams, what, what were they? The league like, was essentially like 9 and, nine and 5? They were, I think they were. No. Yeah, they were like I think they were six and six, and then they finished ten and six. Okay. Um. But yeah, I now Drew Brees just retired. But if the Saints get something out of the quarterback position, if Jamarcus Russell plays great, um. God, I mean, well, okay, all right. Well, let's be clear. Jamarcus Russell had. Every half season was amazing for Jamarcus Russell. The problem was the other half season. Right. So if he can fix those mistakes. Yeah. With his LASIK and with Sean Payton and a year under Drew Brees. Let's assume he fixes half of those mistakes. He's going to have the Saints are going to look really good. Right. Yeah. I'm like, look, someone who actually cares about their other quarterback. And now it's going to pay off for them. Right. Well, and and they've they've been doing that. 
Um, Teddy Bridgewater. So yeah, I, I think if you go if you go through the NFC, there's probably five or six teams ahead of them, and I don't think he just gets a leapfrog because he drafted a quarterback. Right, um, and I don't think there's a quarterback in this draft that's so good that like that whoever drafts this is gonna break the game. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, it's not a Michael Vick type, right? Uh, Nico, go ahead and tell our friends about the Adventure Bands Comics Games Award. We're going to jump out and take a break. And then when we come back, we've got a little Deshaun Watson talk. All right. Yes, our friends. The Adventure Begins Comics Games and more is open and at full operating hours. You are going to need a mask if you want to come inside. And if you want to be a little bit more safe, they do have delivery and curbside options available. So got to make sure I have all the dates correct. They do have events running back up. So... Today is Thursday, so uh, tomorrow, Friday, April 16th at 6 p.m. is the Star Wars X-Wing Casual Meetup. Saturday, April 17th at 2 p.m. is the Pokemon Casual Meetup. And another April 17th at 6 p.m. this time is Hammer Time. Warhammer Tabletops Meetups are back in action. That community is there. It's pretty cool. Bunch of nice guys. The adventure begins. Comics games and more family-friendly, well-lit. Super clean, super fantastic store, wonderful staff. Uh, the Michigan's comics, games, and more right there after 1488. They got all kinds of all, you got all your gaming and comic book needs. Woo! Yeah. All right. Okay, we're gonna jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more nerd thug sports coming your way. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, just reminding you that if you're interested and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, The Adventure Begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventurers League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and more. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports right here on 104.5, 106.1, these sister stations. We're hanging out here on this Thursday afternoon. We're winding the hour down. We're almost to 3 o'clock in the end of the show. But uh, before we do that, we still got more sports to talk about. And so we're here to talk to you about your sports. Your sports. Your it's our, it's our, sports. It's our new app. That we're working on <laughs> tells you oh. how long the baseball season's still going. It's just a countdown to when it's over. Yep, and then it starts the clock to when it starts again. Yep, that would that would be a terrible but funny app. Yep. <laughs> um, why is it so long? <laughs> why is it still ticking? It's just always ticking. Uh, <laughs> so it started to happen, Nico. What's happening? started to happen oh god so i'm gonna start a story with bad news and then we're gonna start to see a little bit of light for deshaun watson 
Okay. Well, okay. I mean, this story, this story so far has just been super awful. So anything, anything would make it better, I assume. Uh, so the Texans have started very quietly removing Deshaun Watson from their PR presence. They started removing him from images in the background and things of that nature, from uh, videos that are on the website and things like that. They've started slowly removing the depresence of Deshaun Watson. The depresence of Deshaun? That's right. It's like depression, but he's there. Um, And what they're trying to do, obviously, is quietly take a couple steps back from a star quarterback who potentially is going to be found guilty in several trials for in several civil trials for assaulting and harassing women. Um, it's going to be a bad look. So they're starting to back away. Right. However, what I thought would start to happen is starting to happen. And one of the 22 civil suits is dropped out. So 21. We're down to 21. But I think this is the start of what's going to happen. Um, the judge has upheld that the lawsuits are incorrectly filed as anonymous. So yeah. now these people have to publicly put their name on these statements. Right. Because it is the law. That is how this works. Right. You can't you can't sue someone and never tell them who you are. Right. I mean, if that's the case, I'm dropping bombs on folks. Right. Yeah. I'm suing you as McDonald's, but not really. <laughs> so th- now people are going to start really questioning how involved they want to be. They're going to start really looking into these stories now that they can get people identified. The, here's the other thing. The reason, one of the reasons you want these names to go public, if you're the defense, isn't because of the harassment, although that is going to be a big help for you. But it's because you need to find the people who are going to help you discredit these witnesses. Right, yeah. It's, it's, it's very important to know, you know... I mean, even just knowing where you are, it, it, it vastly changes, like, the dynamic. Because you're like, well, now I know who this person is. I know when we could have interacted. I know the situation now. Because if it's just like, you did this one time, and it's like, well, I have no idea who you even are. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. But now I can target when that was. Um, Who are you? When we would have ever had contact? And now the details kind of become subject to a little public prosecution a little bit. For example, uh, the first victim, the one who started all of this, according, according to her story, they did this in her home. She had Deshaun Watson come to her house where she performed massage uh, therapy on him. And then I guess he touched her with his uh, little Deshaun a couple times and was kind of like, uh, hey, don't you want to help me out with this? And she was like, no, I don't. And she was so just overwhelmed by that. She could never heal again. She could never help people heal without thinking about it now. Uh, however, I, I think they finished the session, it sounded like. And then she still worked with him a couple more times. Um, that's when I start to have a hard time with it. I don't want to. I don't want to go through and nitpick people's stories, and I don't want to 
say who's lying and not lying. But I've always had a hard time when we get into the realm of behavior that I can't quite understand. And and I don't want to attack a behavior and I don't want to say like, oh, well, that's totally people do that. So, OK, um, we lost our dad mm-hmm. and our grief hit you and I differently. Right. Um, after that, now, before that, when people were like, he acted so weird, you know, blah, blah, blah. His wife had just died and he was and he acted like nothing was wrong. And at, at, before our dad died, I had never lost anyone close to me. And I, I felt like, okay, yeah, you can totally say that. You can judge that person for that. Um, post our dad dying, I actually, I feel like you really can't do that. Like, yeah, you, re- you really So many can't. people process things so differently. They do. And you really put something on that. You can't be like, oh, well, he didn't grieve the way normal people grieve. And it's like, that is not for you to say. Um, but having said that, I don't know that I would invite someone who sexually assaulted me back into my house for multiple sessions post that. Right. That's a hard thing for me to wrap my head around. Not saying it's not possible. Not saying that's, that's not what was, what was needed to be done. I'm not saying she didn't, she had bills to pay. She was building a career. I understand the other implications. Or like maybe it was like a contractual thing. Like I have four sessions or whatever. Maybe. Um, or, or maybe she really thought that when he apologized, he apologized in a minute and we can move on. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I have a we don't, hard time. It's hard. It's, it's hard to wrap your head around, but it's not unforeseeable. That... Exactly. Exactly. But it is something that if I was on a jury, I would really need to see her testify, and I would really need to know the reason why, and, and, and it would be a judgment call. Right, yeah. And I don't know... And, you know, it, it could have been, you know, one of the things where, like, he comes back, and, like, she just... It's very clinical, like, now, like, she just has to get it over with, and, like, that's... Like, we don't know, like, if that's how the week went, or if it was maybe just kind of awkward. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because I, I, I completely understand the scenario where it's like something happens with someone and then you walk into the same room as them and you have to be there. Yeah, but it's glutes and quads again. Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, because she had to get all up in that business again, three more times, two more times, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I, even as I'm sitting here talking about it, I don't know that I, I, that, I don't know that I can see it. I mean, it's just one of the things that we can't really tell. Yeah, it's just she'd be right up in that area of business again. Like, I don't, man. That either makes him a terrible person, like the worst of worst of worst, or I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I don't know. Right. The, yeah. I I have a hard time. With, I don't like. It's it's either it's either it gets it makes him even worse or it's not true. Like yeah, there's really only you're right. Yeah, okay. There's only two ways out of that, right? Like he's either it's either he's, a he's either path. Right. He's either even worse than like before because it's like 
Yeah, I made you come back. <laughs> right. I made you come back and touch right next to it three more times. Look at it. Look at it. Like he would be the world's biggest D bag at that. I don't I don't know. Uh, and there's nothing to base it on. I've never met him. But yeah, you would have and to it's not like he's been horribly. I feel like he hasn't even really been all that public either. No, he's been a private person, but you'd have to be like a statistically super unique individual to be both pro athlete and sociopath. I mean, I feel like not really, but I don't know. I feel like the lightning would have to strike twice because those are two very different, distinct things. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Either way, it's not a good scenario. You said there was good parts to this story. Well, the good part is that one of the lawsuits has dropped. And I do think that's going to start happening. I think as people start to really weigh how much they want to get involved in this and how much their story is going to hold up and and if it's... Right, yeah. The number's down to 21. But as the names come out and things like of that nature, and it's like, you know... Yeah, oh, we'll see. We'll see when we have all the names and how many are still left. Right. Listen, if this goes from 22 to, like, 6, I think those 6 lawsuits are on thin ice. Because everyone (laughs) in Houston knows how many lawsuits there were, and and now they would know that a bunch dropped off. So, like, now we know... Watch it go from, like, watch it go from, like, 22 to, like, 19. (laughs) Okay, now if that (laughs) happens... Okay, so the reason I was going to say from 22 to 6 would be a problem is because now it just looks like these are the 6 women who are just greedy. Who are hanging on for a payday. But if it drops from 22 to like 19, and 19 women are willing to go through this year long process of court cases and testifying and, and psychiatric, you know, and all of this other stuff. Testifying? Yeah. It's just a- if 19 women are willing to do that, now you're in a different boat. But I, I want to say this also. When women, when it, we keep saying women, but that's it's mostly women in this situation just because of the setting of it. But when an accuser files only a civil case and does not pursue criminal charges, that already puts their credibility on an, on a downhill for me. Right, and that has been the case for all of these. There's a couple who have cooperated with police. But they did not press charges at the time of the incidents, and they did not press charges even after the civil suits were filed. If I'm Tony Busby, I think the real way to win these cases is honestly to have 22 criminal cases pending against them. That's your real leverage. Right, because if you win those, it's very easy to do a civil suit after that. Well, you you force them to pay you a lot of money to make those go away is what happens. At right. that point, true or false, he does not want to go through 22 legal trials and then 22 civil trials. Exactly. But none of these women initially started with their claims in criminal. The police have contacted some of these women and are talking in, in communication with a couple of them and have started an investigation, but it's all post-fact. Right. And it's all a little bit because of public pressure, honestly. So we will see. Time will tell, as I always say, because it is true. 
Um, it's this is going to be just an ongoing story for a while. Now, listen, like I said, if over the next two weeks a bunch of these accusers drop off, uh, the tone of the story will change greatly. Right, but if they don't, then it it also shifts just the other direction. Yeah, if we get to whenever the first any court thing is, whatever that may be, and the courts are backed up because of COVID and all sorts of other stuff too, but if we get to the first real court date, oh, and there's still, yeah, 19, 18 accusers, the Deshaun Watts is facing a real problem. Yeah, uh, I don't think his career is going to survive that one. I don't think so either. For a few, but if if you get to the court date and there's like five accusers, seven accusers, something like that, and the rest Even of all dropped off, it's a lot. It, it changes everything. It changes a lot of the optics. It changes a lot of it. Suddenly, this becomes an issue of now. Granted, listen, if I'm coming into court and there's down to five, I do write some checks at that point. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want this to go to court. Let's just. What's the number? You know what I mean? Like, right. But, God, you know what I'm just thinking about? As because I just said that, I bet he wishes now he'd just paid the hundred thousand or whatever it was to Tony Busby the first time, the first accuser, and just been like, man, I don't want to do this. He's really, he's really just not made a real lot of good decisions. It feels like that, but it also like. Like, it's a, it's a back and forth, right? Like, he, we could, we talked about when that was going on, what the number was. Like we said, if the number was high, that means he's guilty. If the number is low, it means he's just buying somebody off. A hundred thousand is kind of right in the middle of that. I would have had a real problem if the number had been like one ten or something. I'd have been like, uh, I don't know if that means he's guilty or not. You know what I mean? Like, that would have yeah. left it in that questionable area, and I think that's the issue. I think if if Tony Busby had called him and be like, hey, my client wants $19,000, he'd be like, what am I doing? Opening a salon for her? Like, what is this? That's fine. Whatever. But I think when he showed up, he was like, my client wants $100,000. He was like, this is a shakedown, and I'm not doing it. Right. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. What are we doing on time? Are we, are we at yeah. it? All right. On behalf of little brother Nico and myself, Corey DLG, on behalf of the Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Uh, let's all get those vaccines. The new variants are starting to spread, and that's going to be a problem. A new study was released that showed that states with stronger mask rules did not see upticks the following month. So let's keep wearing our masks while we get these vaccines going. Let's get this, let's get this thing taken care of here in Texas. In Houston, I got my first text message that there were open appointments. I went and looked. There weren't any that fit my schedule because they were all at 7 a.m. But we are now starting to see appointments available for uh, regular folk. So let's get our vaccines. Let's get this thing done. Um, I know there's some interesting news in the headlines about, like, the Johnson Johnson vaccine. Guys, if you're worried about six blood clots, but you're not worried about half a million people dying, you might be listening to the wrong news stations. Um... Let's get this taken care of. Let's get people healthy. Let's get this thing nipped in the bud. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks for listening. We will be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. Nerd Thugs, uh, Nerd Thug Radio on a Friday afternoon. That sounds lovely. Thanks for listening. See you guys then. Bye.